The Medical College of Wisconsin Office of Student Health and Wellness presents Well, 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 where each episode a very special guest and I discuss what it means to be well in the world of health science education. everyone. Welcome to this episode of Well, Well, Well. Very excited for the second episode of our This One Goes Out to the series. Uh, this one goes out to the doctoral students. Our guest this week is Brianna Meyer. She joined the neuroscience doctoral program in 2018 after working as a clinical research coordinator studying sports-related concussion at her alma mater, UCLA. At MCW, she continued neurotrauma research with Dr. Matt Buddy, studying spinal cord injury and MRI biomarkers of acute injury. She has served on the Graduate School Wellness Committee for the past three years, encouraging students and all members of MCW to prioritize their wellness and mental health. I hope you enjoy this episode, everyone. Be well. Okay, thank you so much for being here, Brianna. I appreciate you so much to come and talk about your experience in MCW's Graduate School. We'll get started with the usual icebreaker, What's one way that you've been promoting your wellness or taking care of yourself recently? Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Well, I like to go for walks. Um, and I guess one thing that I've been doing kind of on and off during grad school um, has been dog sitting. Um, so recently I've been spending a lot of time with dog friends around Wauwatosa and taking them for walks and sometimes runs and just getting puppy love. Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> do you, are these like friends of yours that you dog sit for or do you work for like Rover or some app like that? Yeah, I've used an app and then I have some people that I met through the app, but that I would say are my friends now <laughs> um, just from their that I've been walking um on then still now and her family lives very close to me and so during COVID I would still go over there um to walk their dog which I feel like was just a nice gesture for them not because they were home all day long but um, sure. and then we just stand on the porch and talked with each other so oh very That's sweet are you well. are, are you currently dog sitting no I'm oh. not I took oh. a break. I had a cockapoo with me for um, three weeks. So that was the first time that I did like a really extended stay. And I, I think it validated with me that I love dogs and I love hanging out with other people's dogs on the weekends, but I probably won't be getting my own dog anytime soon. Sure. That was like a test run though, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love cockapoos. They're so sweet. And I totally get like the wellness aspect of just I would say animals in general, but especially dogs. Um, every Sunday, I volunteer at the Humane Society and walk dogs, and I just love them so much. So yeah. I totally get it. They're just like, they bring so much joy. Yeah, that's great. Very cool. So Brianna is here today to share with us about her grad school experience, what it's been all about from her perspective, surprises, wins, struggles. So kind of diving right in, Brianna, what has surprised you most about your graduate school experience up until now? Um, I think that something that I 
you know, had an idea of, of going in, um, but I didn't realize maybe how difficult it would be for me was that a lot of your work is self-paced or there's also a lot of like thinking time <laughs> um, where you might get to the end of the day and you don't have any like tangible thing or work to present as like, this is what I did today. Um, and trying to figure out how to still keep track of like your progress um, just for, you know, keeping yourself motivated um, and feeling accomplished. Uh, so that's been, yeah, some, definitely something different than any of the other work that I did previously. Where, sure. You know, someone gives you a task and you complete it and then you feel good at the end of the day. Right, right. Yeah, I think it, I hear often from, you know, students in the grad school about that just ambiguity, whether it's the ambiguous timeline for graduation, or yeah, even the day to day that there are these, these downtimes, and you are sort of left to your own devices to decide like how to constructively use that time. Mm -hmm. And how yeah. has that been like, how have you navigated that? Um, I think I've had to realize um about myself that I'm I'm not the type of person that can sit and do one thing for eight hours in a day mm. um not going to be able to you know brainstorm for the whole day and come up with a brilliant idea <laughs> right um and kind of you know giving myself a break um every now and then or you know maybe I'm just like sometimes just like go in and like organize some folder or you know clean something or do something that maybe feels like you know not as productive in terms of like scientifically or like making progress in grad school but just doing something else and it like acknowledging that I'm not going to be able to you know, write for eight hours. I'm not going to be able to like think really deeply about a problem for eight hours. It's just not right. how my brain works. And I don't think that many, there's probably a select few people that can do that. Um, but I think it's fairly normal to not be able to do that. But right. sometimes in the academia world, we sort of have this unrealistic expectation that we all are capable of doing that. I don't know. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, basically it's like, okay, you know, working in tasks where you can certainly, but it, a, a huge piece of this is just the acceptance, right? That as you were saying, yeah, yeah. I can't um, think deeply on one problem for eight hours. Like it's just not plausible, feasible. So yeah, I like that. Is there anything you wish you would have known ahead of time, ahead of starting your program? Um, I don't know. A lot of things, I guess, uniquely, um, you know, this generation of grad students, we've experienced something slightly different, which who knows how, I don't even know that you could prepare <laughs> for. Um, right. 
But yeah, I mean, something that I think I had already kind of learned just because I took some time before going to grad school. Um, so having that space between like undergrad where I was really focused on, you know, wanting to do well on all my exams and get A's and, you know, you're kind of in this mode of thinking about like the reward from the class, like, okay, I'm going to get a good grade and then I can check this box off and then you know, this many credits closer to completing my degree. Um, and just that grad school is not like that. Um, and really just focusing much more on what you're learning uh, or and like the different skills that you're learning and that you're enjoying it. You're figuring out what you like and what you don't like um, rather than focusing on, um, you know, I don't know, doing well on a test, I think. Right. So <laughs> straightforward. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, something so straightforward and then switching to this, yeah, where you yeah. really have to like recognize the the – your efforts and um, as you said, even if something may feel like mundane or it's not really productive, what, what information or what you're gaining from that, even if it doesn't feel like, you know, this monumental, yeah, I've accomplished this really straightforward thing. Yeah. And not the, the first year when you're taking classes like that, that's important. Sure. Um, I don't want to tell someone like, oh, don't study or it's a waste of time or whatever. But there's there's like levels to what's important. And I think once you go beyond the first year, then you're like, oh, okay, that was that was really like I, I had to get through this. You know, I learned I like studying this topic. I didn't enjoy studying this topic, so I'm never going to study it again. Like <laughs> kind of like those things are more important than like, you know, stressing about how you did on, on the test. And I don't know. Right. What, what would you say has been your biggest win since you've been at MCW? Um, it's hard to think of like one specific sure. moment. Sure. I didn't have... Share a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't have, I think often like we, you know, hear stories of people like, you know, I don't know, you were working on one, experiment and then all of a sudden you had this like amazing thing that worked um and I think I one got really lucky with um, my project so I came in we're looking at developing MRI for measuring blood flow and I I came in and within like the first couple of months that I was working with Um, my PI, Dr. Buddy, we figured out, or we tested a sequence and it like, it just worked really well. And (laughs) I think in (laughs) hindsight, like now I realize how amazing that was um, because I wasn't there for his earlier struggles of when he was trying many other different sequences. Um, So for me, it seemed to happen really quickly. Um, but now I appreciate that that doesn't happen all the time. Right. What an amazing start though. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure that like set such, you know, just like really starting high. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Cause it kind of, 
I think with a lot of projects, you know, you might have the first aim that's kind of like developing something or, um, you know, first describing or discovering something and kind of the other, but what I've always learned and what is true for writing grants and projects is you don't want to make everything depend on whether the first thing works or not. So when I came in and it's like, okay, this works, we know we can do this. Um, it gives a lot more freedom for then questions that we can come up with. I, I love that you had sort of that, what I would call, it really was like a big win, you know, yeah. and it makes me think how you're kind of saying, now I recognize maybe that like, oh, that's not so calm, right? We would like, we were just so lucky to have had that happen yeah. so soon in my experience and um, it reminds me of a previous podcast episode with Dr. Agrawal and how we were talking about, you know, these winds that we talk about are rarely like these moments where like the clouds open up, you yeah. know, and it's some kind of like miracle or whatever. And so I think it's great that you had such a great win to share. But yeah, like remaining grounded in the fact that those are far and few between, you know, most winds are really like your your day to day kind of like small, small things. Mm hmm. And then on the other side of that coin, what would you say has been your biggest challenge or biggest struggle? Um, I think kind of just in general, what I uh, spoke about before, just kind of the, the ambiguity of every day. Um, but I guess that was especially true in the summer 2020 summer um mm. just because we had been at home already for a few months and kind of like I had wrapped up writing a paper and then it was sort of like now there's what what to do um which was like plan for the next experiment but then it's like when you're alone sitting in your house <laughs> yeah. for those eight hours that I know I can't be productive you know doing one thing anyways <laughs> Um, that became especially hard. So luckily, um, I was able to go back into the office and into the lab pretty soon after that, by the end of the summer. So I was just going to ask, yeah, how long were you out of the lab for COVID? Um, I went back a little bit in, I think, like the middle of June. Um, I just remember one day I, we had our little team meeting and I logged on like through teams, but on my phone, cause I was having a computer problem. My computer wouldn't turn on. Perfect. <laughs> <clears throat> and then at that, I was like, probably, you know, close to ready to just like have a tantrum. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's been there. And then my mentor was like, uh, you can, you can go in and use the computer in the office. Like no one's there. Just go. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. I'm there. <laughs> and then out the door. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then soon after that, I think it was like August, um, started kind of planning experiments again. And then, yeah, it was just, I think then that, that phase of COVID was really odd because 
it was like we go to this space which was work which was the lab where not that everything was normal because we still had like our restrictions and masks we still have now and so there's all these reminders but to a degree it felt normal but then like you know everything wasn't <laughs> normal right? or open um so that was a weird experience well and even if it was just a few months for you all you know when your work is so dependent on the space that you're in I'm sure that that time felt so bizarre and slow and clunky and just, you know, I can imagine. Yeah. And I think I also realized like it was weird to hear friends and family that do other jobs um, talk about how they like loved working from home or even now they still choose to be remote um, some of the time and you know, there's like the, you know, every few days that I like to work from home or that isn't in general, I also learned that I really like the social aspect of science and working in the lab. Yeah. Being part of your team, being, you know, Mm -hmm. I agree. That was something that I have missed working remotely is all those conversations that are related to, you know, it's like side chatter, but it's like related to work. And it's like, you know, the sort of brainstorming can you do with other people and ideas flow. And when everything is so prescribed, like meetings are all scheduled at a certain time and you have an agenda and, you know, you're really missing, I think, an element of like, Mm -hmm being able to connect and socially, but also, you know, that serves your work, I think. Yeah, definitely. What's been your most fun or your best memory? It doesn't Um, have to be school related. (laughs) Just since you, (laughs) since you've been at MCW. Um, since I've been at MCW. Well, I guess kind of, I get not a specific day, but many days. Um, I met a lot of friends at MCW and I guess starting in COVID, but then continuing on past just like spending time in the summer, summertime, like going biking or to different spots on the lake or parks and like having picnics with each other and hanging out and I don't know, not talking about, even though we're all in like the, the science world, not talking about it. Yes. (laughs) Um, It's always nice and kind of like getting to know other parts of people. Yes. I think that's amazing. And the lakefront is so, uh, it's uh, awesome. And summer in Milwaukee, I always say is like just the best. And hopefully this summer it'll be feeling a little bit more quote unquote normal, um, with like festivals coming back and. Yes. Yes. It seems lots of music is coming this summer. So. Yes. Very exciting. Well, that's awesome. So then if you could send a message to those incoming students, what would it be? Um, I think the biggest thing 
would be just to, I don't like trust that you work hard yeah. <laughs> or that you, um, I don't, I think I'm trying to think of how to put this, but I think a lot of times in graduate school, we think we have to be like superhuman and we have to be able to accomplish so much and constantly kind of comparing or competing with others, even if it's not like an, like an external competition, you're like internally always like, oh, am I doing enough? Um, and I heard something recently, I think on a, a podcast that I was listening to, was describing like the difference between doing your best and um, I'm trying to think about what I would like working hard or like working a lot or something like that. Um, that like your best might not always be that you are so productive that day or that you, you know, work really hard from eight to eight or maybe your best on some certain days is that you, you work really hard for five hours and then that's all you can do. Or, you know, maybe some days your best is that you work, you know, extra long. Um, but that sometimes we get caught up in like measuring our best from like external factors, but really you're the only one that knows if you did your best. Right. Yes. I love that. And I, I like your point, how you started off with this idea of like trusting yourself. I feel like often when I'm talking to learners, we talk about that, you know, I'm obviously from the office of wellness, right. And I'm a therapist. So it's always like, take care of yourself, take time to take care of yourself, yeah. you know, <laughs> all these nice little messages. And it feels so impossible. I think sometimes for our learners to do that. And this idea that like, you, you are here because you're passionate and hardworking and dedicated, you know, and you have to trust yourself enough to be able to step away um, and take care of yourself. Or as you said, you know, have days that aren't as productive as other days. And just knowing yeah. that like, at, at, at the basal level, you know, at baseline, you are a dedicated, hardworking person, and you're not just gonna give up and walk away, right? And throw the papers in the air and be done with it, you know? Yeah, I think sometimes... I've heard like, well, don't tell people like not to work hard. <laughs> and it's like, that's not what, that's not the message. The message yes. isn't like, don't work hard. It's that like, you're the only one that knows, you know, what's the best way for you to be successful. So that's yeah. what you should do. And yeah, don't let other people tell you otherwise. Right. Because if someone told me like, you know, you have to sit in this chair and do this work um for nine to five every day even if you know there's nothing to do even if you're frustrated even if you know regardless I don't think I I would do a good job I definitely right. wouldn't be able to be like creative or right so yeah I think that individual piece is important you know I think most humans value you know we all have passions and things we do for work whether it's our passion or not but it's like um, 
we want to we want the opportunity to be individuals within that space as well right so i think most people value being able to approach things in their own way and as you were saying kind of be their own meter for success and um you know that mm-hmm. for most of us our work means more than just as you said do this one thing from 9 to 5 and yeah it, don't ask questions awesome so brianna if listeners are so inspired by this conversation, they want to connect with you, uh, where can they find you or how, how could they reach you? Um, well, anyone could email me. Um, okay. I, I can put your, okay. yep, I'll put your, I'll <laughs> put your name. email. <laughs> yep. I'll put your email in the show notes for sure. So people Perfect. can reach you there. It can't always be found around MCW, but depending on, our experiment schedule, we do use the MRI scanner there, but I'm generally over at the VA. Um, with the with the good Wi-Fi, right? The good yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you so much, Brianna, for being here, for sharing with us what this um, experience has been like for you so far, your, your grad school journey. Um, it sounds like you're approaching it so wonderfully and like being true to yourself and I love to hear that and just thank you so much for being here yeah thank you so much thanks for tuning in to another episode of well 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 be sure to subscribe rate and review and if you have any thoughts or ideas for the podcast or you might feel passionate about a wellness topic you'd love to chat about as a very special guest never hesitate to reach out to me on my mcw email i leave it in the show notes and we want this podcast to really be meaningful and valuable to you our listeners thanks everyone and be well